Welcome to Coffee to Go, where we are centering ourselves in the seasons and scriptures and holy days of the Christian tradition. I'm Karen Peter, and I'm here with Blake Smith, and we certainly welcome you on this journey. So our uh, question is, where are we with Jesus this week? That's our question every week when we do Coffee to Go. Well, this Sunday is called Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost, because the Greek root of penta is 50, Pentecost comes 50 days after Easter, and it ushers in what's called ordinary time, which we'll talk more about next week. But Pentecost is the day where, in the scriptures, Jesus has departed, he's ascended, however we understand that. And we are standing with the disciples in Jerusalem, where Jesus told them they were to wait until a comforter or an advocate in some uh, translations is sent. So we are waiting then for the spirit to come. So Pentecost Sunday in that, in that vein is all about receiving or becoming aware of the spirit. Um, A lot of times we talk about receiving the spirit through different sacraments or in different scriptures, but but we understand that the Spirit's always been there. The Spirit is in the Creator, the created, and in creation. The Spirit was breathing or hovering over creation in the Genesis story of the creation of the earth. The Spirit made itself known at Jesus' baptism by uh, descending like like in in the manner of a dove. And in this scripture here, the spirit arrives in a different way. The spirit arrives with a force of presence that is compared to a great wind or great flames of fire, tongues of fire. So lots of different depictions of the spirit, but Pentecost Sunday is all about that. It's all about becoming more aware of the spirit. So let's hear the scripture. Blake, are you up for that? I am up for it. Our scripture today comes from the second chapter of Acts, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians. Medes, Elamites, the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. 
Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Upon even my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So, Blake, before we start talking about relevance and how do we experience it, I just want to note for our listeners, I imagine that Matthew, the gospel writer, whoever Matthew was, did not have much of a sense of humor. And yet, for me, in this scripture, it's one of the funniest lines in scripture. And it is, they're not drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. It's like that <laughs> that has got to be. I know that's not where we're going today with the Holy Spirit, but oh my goodness, it's just, I, I'm sure Matthew was trying to make a point, but for my modern listening ears, I just find that to be hysterical. So aside from humor that I find in the Gospel of Matthew, what's relevant about this scripture for us today? Like why, why does it matter? It's funny that you said that uh, often when I hear that story, I think it's five o'clock somewhere, <laughs> which uh, uh, I had a family member that used to say that quite often. So relevance, you know, there are a couple of things that stick out about this passage for me. One is, you know, we have areas in our life that could use some wind or breath to breathe new life into them. And Pentecost is that time to consider what those are. In this passage, the spirit is at work in the midst of chaos. You know, I think sometimes we believe that you can only hear the spirit when you're in that mystic state of mind or when you're alone and things are quiet and perfect. But here, the spirit proves that the spirit can work in the midst of chaos. And so that's just really important. It's not just this quiet and spirit. The spirit here works in crazy, loud, windy, firebrand, are those guys drunk kind of way. So that's really important for us to hear in this passage. The other piece is that this is an incredible example of the inclusivity of God. Everyone heard in their own language. There's a couple of pieces of that. It wasn't just that, you know, every language, it was everybody. This wasn't just a message for the elites and the pious and the righteous and those who were following all the laws. This was for everybody. And even the women, the children, the outcasts, the slaves, everyone heard the spirit in a way they could understand in their own language. Those are some really important points for me, I think, as I listen to this passage. I think that is a super point, Blake, about the inclusivity of God. And we live in a diverse, multicultural world with availability of travel and just the way just the way things are. And one way we can experience this Pentecost scripture this week is to check around and see who we might be overlooking because of a, a cultural or ethnic difference. And we can take some steps to breach that divide and learn more about them. We can broaden our own perspective on the um, ethnic and cultural diversity around us. And I think in community of Christ, especially, that's one of our central enduring principles. But another way to experience it is to breathe new life into something. Maybe there's an emerging idea that you put on the shelf. Breathe new life into that. Maybe there's a relationship that has gone stale or someone just because of time and distance through COVID you have not interacted with. 
breathe new life into that relationship, pick up that forgotten hobby, or even breathe new life into something that you've begun to realize is a narrow perspective in your own um, outlook. In a kids book club, which was an online ministry for kids four to eight, we would breathe new life every week, no matter what our story was, no matter what our peace practice was, we started each practice with this phrase, let's breathe three deep, peaceful breaths. So I think this week, one simple way to experience Pentecost is at different times during the day, stop and take three deep, peaceful breaths and breathe new life into where you are in that moment. If you're interested in those peace practices uh, for kids that help kids breathe deeply in peace, you can find that at allthingsarespiritual.org. And we'll put that in the liner notes. Remember albums? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just Boy, that's me. a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that in the podcast notes online, allthingsarespiritual.org. And finally, this may seem kind of flippant. I don't know. I take all kind of my experience with God in at times in a lighthearted manner, but I don't take it lightly. I don't I don't consider it not important. It's extremely important to me. But it's okay to experience it in a lighthearted manner once in a while. So, you know, red is the color of Pentecost liturgically. You'll see red um, altar fabric and banners and that kind of thing in churches that live in the liturgical calendar. And it represents those flames of fire. So get that out in red today for Pentecost. Put on a red shirt, put on some red socks, whatever you've got. But do that as a way to acknowledge Pentecost and the extravagant outpouring of God's self in spirit form. Those are some great ways to experience the passage. Thanks, Karen. You know, there are a couple of questions that I think we can ask ourselves this week as we go through this week of Pentecost. The first would be, what are the areas of fear or anger or frustration that have me literally holding my breath? Maybe it's caused by that chaos we talked about. And how might the spirit breathe new life into these areas of my life? Second, when have I sensed the spirit when I was in a chaotic situation? Sometimes it's hard for us to see it in the moment. But if we take some time to really consider that this week and think back, where was the spirit in the midst of my chaos? And finally, I would say, how do I imagine the spirit, whether it's flame, wind, breath, dove, wisdom? How do I imagine it? How do I recognize the spirit in these things or perhaps other images that I hold dear? You know, there's actually one more question I think that I would ask as I'm thinking about this, and that has to do with the hearing the spirit in our own language. To take some time this week to consider how does God, through the spirit, speak to you in a way that you understand? What are the images? What are the thoughts? What are the feelings? What are the ways that God becomes present for you? Because it's not just for the elites. It's really for all of us. Great questions, Blake. And um, when have I sensed the spirit in a chaotic situation? Well, that's every day. I think yeah. in the midst of chaos, I have to stop and go, wait a minute. How do I center myself um, in this? How do I sense that? So we're going to close with a blessing for this Pentecost podcast of Coffee to Go. 
And this is it. Blessed is the wind that causes kites to fly and hopes to soar. Blessed is the breath to sigh, to sing, and to shout. Blessed is the breeze of a softly worded prayer, a whisper of wonder, and the raging gale that shakes you from complacency and sends you in a new direction. Blessed is the spirit that breathes peace, and blessed are you. That's amazing. You know, and every week we try to give credit to where those blessings come from. So I think it's important for our listeners to know that that comes from our very own Karen Peter. Thanks, Karen. Absolutely. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us this week on Coffee to Go. We invite you to join us for the next edition of Coffee to Go, where we will explore our journey through the liturgical seasons and holy days of the Christian tradition. 